Welcome to the Motion Podcast by ABB. I'm Fran Scott, scientist, presenter, and massive engineering fan. In each episode, we'll be exploring the exciting stories that make ABB motion, from world-changing technology to the future of industrial motor design. And we'll be looking at arguably the most important issue of our time, energy efficiency, asking how these technologies can help make our world a cleaner, more efficient place. In this episode, we talk about the role services plays for customers around the globe by maximum uptime, extending product lifecycle and enhancing the performance and energy efficiency of powertrains. Through digitalization, which is securely connecting and monitoring the motors, generators and drives, intelligent data analysis is enabled. And this provides insights to energy efficiency improvements that can then help reduce carbon emissions and bring down overall costs. Joining me today is Mari Harpala, ABB's Motion Digital Lead. In this role, Mari is responsible for growing the service and solution business through innovative digital offerings that securely and efficiently connect motors and drives. She is passionate about innovation, technology and customer experience. Mari has more than 10 years of experience working with industrial applications and in different segments. And she has lived and worked in both Europe and Asia. Mari, I am excited to get into your brain today. Thank you so much for joining me. All right, thanks, Fran. It's, it's really good to, good to chat with you today. In terms of market development and where you're going, like what are the trends and challenges at ABB Motion Services right now? What are you facing? Well, I mean, this is maybe a little bit of a no-brainer. Uh, the pandemic, uh, which is still ongoing, <laughs> regardless of effort, good efforts on tackling it, is is probably the major and is the major um, trend that is driving um, what we are doing and where we're focusing as of now and what our customers are experiencing. It has really challenged every industry. It has challenged all of our customers, but also us as a company for sure, um, with you know restricted access to even to assets and sites, uh, restricted movement of people. Uh, etc. And this has opened up a lot of great opportunities to accelerate the digital solutions because um, with remote access over the internet to the fans, the pumps, uh, the, the motors, the drives, you know, whatever is out there has changed the game. So we, we, we were able to, you know, serve customers in a whole new ways with the accelerated development of some of these technologies for sure. I would also maybe a little bit mention that the same thing has been slowly developing over the years with, for example, other megatrends such as the aging workforce, harder to hire more people in the field, etc. So this is really interesting. That's, that's the major thing that's impacting us um, um, as of now. But the, really the silver lining of this is that cloud, which is the, the bone, the, the backbone of, of the Internet of Things, has become more accepted 
because it has become the new normal of business continuity and business resilience. So we're really transforming the operations with remote services, with remote access and with digital solutions. This is the beauty of these kind of challenges sometimes. I mean, nobody wishes this kind of events on, on anybody, but, but when you can rise from that opportunity, that challenge and turn it into something, you know, which is really going to benefit everybody, that's, uh, that's, that's the beauty of these situations. So in terms of benefiting everybody, right, just help me get my head around it a little bit more because we know mainly about two main products of ABB and that's the motors and the drives, right? And Mm -hmm. motors, as we know, they convert like an electrical store of energy into mechanical movement. And that means that like a pump can pump water to like a house. But if you attach like a variable speed drive to the motor then you can reduce the energy consumed by that motor, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. But what does that mean for like a customer to connect their motor or their drive or, or both to the cloud with like your digital solutions? What would that bring to them in terms of benefits and what would that look like? If you think about it, by connecting... Now, you can also think about how you connect your phone, your laptop or everything. By connecting... Um, those assets, you get access to the next generation of services, which are based on data and insights. It's based on data-driven decisions, better decisions, because we know actually what's going on. Um, So we can, with these solutions, to really help our customers to make better decisions for their assets, their equipment, the the pumps, the fans, whatever they have out there. and, and as, as simple as that is to how to maintain them, or as I mentioned before, to give the remote support for, for a customer that may have a problem with an asset. And this is important. This is what I said earlier, that the cloud has become part of the business resiliency picture. And what is really important is also that you are willing to share your data with your trusted partners. Because the data is the, the source of these insights and better decisions that we can make. So partnering up with, uh, with your, um, your uh, service provider, you know, we also partner up with local service providers to really create insights, better decisions for the customers in several different application or segment verticals, you know, in multiple languages, if, if, if that comes down to that, um, etc. And the final piece of this is that it is also making it possible for us to partner across industry verticals to solve problems that in the past were impossible, near near impossible to solve because of the complexity um, of the problem itself. But when data gets shared and multiple companies can come together to solve problems, it becomes possible. So that is kind of the, the essence of the connectivity for industrial assets. And that makes sense. So your customers are not individuals in their homes. You know, you are not looking at that that water pump to someone's home. You're looking at businesses as a whole and their processes and not just their processes, but the processes of their competitors worldwide. And actually, you're totally right. Um, data is knowledge. Because if you can monitor something, then you can make it better. And by this cross-sharing of data, you can just do improvements that you just couldn't see before. Exactly. (laughs) That makes total sense. Though, gosh, 
hard to do. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that it sounds, is also true. <laughs> it sounds logical and it is logical, but it doesn't mean it's easy. Absolutely not. Yeah, it, it takes work for sure. But but uh, luckily, uh, this is becoming more and more, uh, let's say, normal to do as well and making it easier by technology. So. And so I suppose what, what are the challenges that are associated with this digital transformation of electrical equipment and, you know, going from that small scale up to this like massive scale that you need for these businesses? There's going to be so many challenges there, isn't there? Yeah, that's true. And, and you know, ultimately, especially for, for, I would say, for small and medium-sized enterprises, but as well to larger companies, it's actually, it's a big step. If, if you really want to go full in on a digital transformation, it's a huge investment. It's a big step. You need to think about entirely new type of resources and skill sets in your company. And, and the step can be very, very scary. Um, what we actually want to do with our customers is to provide them very low threshold to start, to really approach this step by step by, you know, uh, offering very plug and play, easy, simple um, solutions that they can already leverage without having to transform their entire business or plant into something completely new. So we really want to go in and say, hey, we have an easy way of you to benefit from these technologies you know, from the connected assets, getting better services without having to be worried about making multi-million <laughs> um, uh, uh, investments to even get started. So we're really talking about small steps, providing small steps, simple steps to begin by yeah, monitoring the motors of, of a plant. It doesn't really require a lot of um, specialized expertise from the customer side. So it's, it's quite plug and play what we can provide. And, and, and then comes, you know, the, the two aspects which are highly discussed as well. And that those are the cybersecurity and data privacy aspects, because everybody is, of course, now growing more and more conscious of, well, what is my system safe? You know, is my uh, operation still safe? Um, is my data safe? And we really have committed to the highest standards of keeping our customers you know, assets safe in terms of, of, of cybersecurity, but also keeping the data safe for them. So these are something that we hope we can provide to the customer um, and follow both the latest technology and also the highest standards to cater for these concerns for our customers. So in terms of implementing these smart, you know, the reason people come to you is because they want to make smarter decisions. Um, so in terms of the, the expertise that are already in that area, how do these smart decisions affect them and what can they do with it? And what does it actually look like? Yeah, that's a great question, actually. So going a little bit back to where we start. So we start from being able to collect data right? Because the data is, is the basis of making insights out of it and making the better decisions. And you collect it safely. We collect it safely. <laughs> exactly. We collect the data safely. And, and then there are a couple of different things that, you know, 
we do with the data. One is we can make some immediate observations of the data. We can immediately look at it and say, okay, does it look okay? Is something off? Um, is the temperature fine? Is the vibration fine, for example, for a motor? We can make some immediate observations based on what we know about motors, right? Um, and then we can create long-term insights. We can say, well, Mrs. Customer or Mr. Customer, uh, you're driving your machine a bit hot. This will have an impact on the lifetime of your motor, for example, or you may need to maintain it earlier than you planned. And then we deliver based on our service expertise, knowing, you know, that a motor that's run this way needs to be serviced rather every nine months than 12 months or rather every three years than six years, whatever the cycle for each product is. We bring, we can harness this expertise. Uh, you know, we have over a, um, a century of expertise in motors, for example, in this company and, and, and service expertise and, you know, decades of expertise in drives and customer applications. We harness this information um, to create insights. And then the third mechanism, there's a third mechanism, which is also should not be overlooked is, this is then the technology mechanism, which is the artificial intelligence mechanism or the machine learning mechanism, where you collect over time large quantities of data and can apply technologies to find new things out of that data that we've collected. So to summarize it, we apply our decades of expertise about the machines, the assets, uh, the, the drives, whatever the customer has to make immediate observations and the long-term observations, which will help them to maintain them better, for, for example. And then finally, when we have big enough amount of data, we can also apply the modern technologies such as artificial intelligence, machine learning, and create even more insights. That sounds fascinating because, yeah, not only are you working with this, this this century of knowledge of working with these motors, actually using AI, so in a way being able to use that data and see it with literally new eyes. And yes. <laughs> you can come up with these these solutions that have never been done before. Um, yep. Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> so do you have specific examples of this that, where you have gone and worked with customers? Because I can imagine it, like you said, it is, I can imagine it is quite daunting at first. Yep. No, and yeah, it can be, but but there are you know some uh, some of our customers, some of them uh, geographical markets uh, as well. They're more forward facing, you know, they're more uh, leaning forward and and being in the forefront of of this. And there we have some really cool examples of things we could not have imagined before these technologies became feasible and accessible. Um, we have a clear example, for example, in Poland, um, where we partnered up with an insurance company. And, uh, and our partnering with this insurance company has enabled customers to enjoy better insurance protection when their equipment is being monitored than what they could otherwise get. Ah. So because we know what the assets are experiencing doing and, and how they're being used, um, insurance companies are willing to actually come and partner with us and provide better coverage, better, better terms for customers whose assets are being connected. This is a great example of where these technologies really kind of open up an entirely new way of looking at, looking at things in the space. 
And that makes sense. It's a bit like that app with your driving. So if you actually drive carefully, you maintain your car, all of that lot, then your insurance can go down because it's less of a risk. And so if you maintain your equipment, it's going to be less of a risk. Yeah, exactly. And this is a great point because this is exactly, you know, we're moving towards outcome-based services. And that often means taking risks on behalf of customers. Mm. Did you say outcome-based services? I did, yes. Can you explain a little bit more about that? I, I, haven't, I haven't heard that phrase before. Um, well, actually, outcome-based is really what it means. <laughs> it's quite straightforward. Um, outcome-based means we actually create an outcome. Now, if you look, I'll give you a reference. If you look into the past, how we used to service our equipment was we would have a periodic maintenance table, which we would write based on some collected experience that we had. We would say like, okay, whatever you do, you need to do maintenance on three months, six months, nine months, twelve months, whatever. Um, you need to do these things. Um, and then um, we would send engineer to fix, uh, charge per hour. We would se- send spare parts or we would, we, would, we would sell a project to change equipment. Um, outcome-based means we create rather not a discrete thing like, oh, we'll, ch- we'll, we'll, we'll send you a guy to, to do these maintenances and then we charge you by hour. We would say, hey, um, we'll guarantee that your equipment is going to work <laughs> as you expect and we'll take care of all the maintenance and whatever. You don't need to worry about that at all. And, and, and we'll, we'll basically create more of a, a service agreement type of approach where we create a full outcome for the customer. The outcome is they have their processes up and running. This is what the customer wants to really do. They, they want reliable operations. They want optimized operations. And this is what an outcome could look like for our customers. So when we collect data, we can actually start doing these things. We can actually start providing our customers more of an outcome than a discrete thing. You are just making so much sense. You are so logical. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. What, what customers want is they want a thing that does the thing that they want it to do and not break. And so, yes. yeah, instead of going, oh, we'll come out every six months when you don't actually know it's broken and just checking, you can see with this digital information when it isn't working how it should be and then go out and maintain it. Yes, like, <laughs> um, I suppose that, that, that works from a maintenance point of view. But um, with this sort of monitoring of equipment, you can also mm-hmm. save in terms of energy efficiency, can't you? Absolutely. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yes, of course. Uh, uh, thanks for bringing that point up. And, and by the way, we're just now getting uh, our first energy efficiency white paper and we're bringing attention to you know, the opportunities in the space um, and the opportunities that we could unlock with digital technologies. Now, um, maybe again, it's good to ground this a little bit because energy efficiency is just more than just digital, of course. Um, We have three major mechanisms of of making a difference for our customers and for, by that matter, for the planet um, in terms of energy saving opportunities. One of them is by changing inefficient motors to modern, more efficient motors. So there's 300 million motors out there in the industries. Majority of them are pretty inefficient because they're old, because their lifetime is long. 
So on one hand, we can save and uh, we, we can save energy for our customers by exchanging motors to more efficient motors. So less energy consumed, so on. The second mechanism is that there's still a lot of motors being driven directly from the grid. Now, this may not open up immediately, but when the motor is driven from the grid, the situation is usually the same as if you drive your car by pressing gas and brake at the same time. So, you know, you put the gas pedal down and then try to control your speed by pushing the brake. With the drive or the variable frequency drive, we eliminate that and we would drive the motor the right way, aka we only push the gas pedal as much as we need to. And this is a huge energy saving contributor. And then the third mechanism is that when we measure what actually happens with the assets, we can even from the monitoring and optimization perspective, find already energy saving opportunities of these assets. Wow. That's incredible and needed. I agree. <laughs> and they just sound like these motors, obviously these motors are, I suppose they're they tend to be hidden. They're the, the the hidden horsepower, aren't they, behind manufacturing and processes. And sometimes they're, you know, they they might not be the sexy equipment, but it's like actually making these step-by-step logical changes to make that sort of change is incredible. Yes, absolutely. And, and this is this is one of the, my favorite things in working in this industry, you know. <laughs> yeah, gosh. That variable frequency drive, is that the key or is it all three of these um, mechanisms working together? Is there one that's like the the holy grail? No, all, all, all three, all three are important. All three are for sure important. But of course, the drives are natively kind of doing this. And, and, and this is this is important. But all three are significant, significant opportunities. So we, we, we should definitely not overlook any of those. In this energy efficiency white paper, you state that the improvements are shown to reduce energy consumption. So how do your digital solutions help companies become more energy efficient? Yeah, and going back again, you know, I think it's really important that we apply all of the three impact making mechanism. It's not just only the digital solutions, but the point is what can we do with digital solutions? So again, we go back, we we collect data, right? So um, collecting the data, we can one baseline a customer asset base saying, okay, guys, ladies, you have IE one motors here, and this is your situation, and propose them, you know, the exchange to more efficient equipment. We can baseline them. We can help them to quantify the achievable savings. Um, we can also do the same if you want to propose. You know, adding a VFD, adding the variable frequency drive, we can baseline it. We can also then backtrack it on on what happened. And then going back into the digital, purely digital part as well, you know, we discussed in the beginning that on one hand, we can look at data and the customers, you know, advanced customers can look at their data and say, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm driving this equipment in a way that doesn't really make sense. So maybe I just switch around a little bit on how I do this, because if I do, actually it looks like my energy consumption is going to go down that's that's only kind of like um it's almost a side effect mechanism of the already available digital solutions 
And what is really exciting is that we are going into and we're moving into already to more dynamic um, energy efficiency monitoring or, or measurements and, and business models, um, which we will hopefully be able to tell more about very soon. <laughs> oh, you tease. <laughs> In the meantime, can you give some specific examples of being able to to monitor this energy consumption and so actually get these savings? Yeah, sure. Um, we, we've got cases around the world. I mean, one case uh, in Australia, a, a customer of ours reported that um, they basically, what they have is they have our, our ABBability digital powertrain uh, which is the IoT solution for motors, drives, bearings, and so on. Um, their uh, initial target was to just, you know, monitor the condition, the health of the assets. But when they were looking at the data coming out from from the monitoring, they realized exactly what I said earlier. They realized that, well, our load profiles don't make sense, and they switched their load profiles and saved ten percent energy by <laughs> switching like their load profiles. And, and this is all kind of the the the, the <laughs> side effect or the auxiliary opportunities that we already see realizing today. Um, we also have examples in Sweden, in the pulp and paper industry, similar mechanism, you know, you, you measure, you see what's going on more than you used to, and you're able to actually make changes of how you operate. And as a consequence, already start snipping the energy consumption smaller, smaller on the way. Yes. And you need smart solutions to be able to do this and to be able to not only do it, but do it better and better and better. And the thing is, this is only going to get better, isn't it? With the more data you gather, the more, in inverted commas, clever the AI will become. And so this is just the beginning, right? Absolutely. There is so much untapped potential um, first of all, for, for, for the simple fact that not a lot of the assets are yet connected today. So we're really pushing for that. Um, and the second thing is that we're discovering new ways of making, um, you know, better decision in terms of not just in terms of the maintenance um, and the services that we provide as of today, but also for how we use uh, or how our customers use energy um, and how we can save more together. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Mary. I have I have learned so much and you are so logical. I need to get you along to my pub quiz. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the answer, you'll just be able to logic it out. Um, it has been absolutely fascinating. Join us next time as we find out more about ABB Motion and how they keep the world turning by saving energy every day. Please do drop us a review on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe to the Motion Podcast so you never miss an episode. I'm Fran Scott and this has been a Fresh Air production for ABB. ABB.